Hi, Peter Borker here and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guy. Now today I'm excited to have in the studio Simon Severinio, CEO of Strategy Sprints. Welcome to the studio, Simon. Hey, Peter. How are you today? Thanks, I'm excited to be here. So tell us about Strategy Sprints. Sure. You know how running a company today is hard and you have one week moving forward and two weeks moving backwards because there is always something changing, moving parts all the time. Hiring is a lot of work. is is hard to keep good people, to find them, to keep them, to train them, to get them productive, to have a good culture. So it's incredible how running a business is hard and i'm doing this in 17 years and so i created something for myself on how to make it easier to run a business and i think my that's picture what is, of, i think that's what a lot of people need. i want to be relaxed when running a business and so i built it for me 274 templates and a 24 7 reporting system in real time and then our clients started asking for it so, and that's how Strategy Sprints uh, became a thing because we started giving away our own templates and then they said, hey, how do you call this method? And so we came up with a method. Now it's the Strategy Sprints method and it's a blueprint how to run an agile business that is resilient. And that's interesting because you use the word agile. And I think that as we've hit COVID, we've had global lockdowns, the whole business landscape for so many people has drastically changed it's like agile now you have to be more agile today than you've ever been a to survive in the business sort of arena but b to also be able to thrive in the arena so it's interesting that you use the word agile and perhaps what i've seen with so many businesses is they need to reinvent themselves as an agile startup again because so much has changed. Yeah, let's define agile. So what is agile? Agile is not the biggest, is not the strongest. It is the, it's also not the fastest, it's the fittest. And what fit are we talking about? We're talking about the fit of what is outside and what is inside. So fit means how is your coupling to your clients outside to the market? And when they shift, can you shift as fast as they shift? When their needs change, can you shift your offer accordingly? That means you need to build your company more like Lego than like Duplo, small parts. And the second part of uh, Agile is the direction. So the former strategy planning, when you would use to do five-year plans, three-year plans, etc. That's absolutely not helpful right now because the chunks are too big. To change that, you need three months. You don't have these three months. You have to change in weeks. That's why we have created a reporting system that works in chunks of seven days. So all work gets organized in chunks of seven days. All numbers come to you in chunks of seven days. Marketing numbers, ops numbers, sales numbers. 
And this is what helps right now in these times uh, entrepreneurs run their business smoothly because the small parts can be adapted quickly instead of having to pause, rebuild, and then come back. Do you think that's been a problem recently is that the entrepreneurs have been paralyzed by fear and haven't been able to look at the small parts in such a helpful way that they've been able to make changes. So I've seen so many businesses out there. They're like, they're waiting. It's like, okay, we'll wait for this to be over. I mean, what does that even mean? Yeah. And well, there will be no over. There is always just a here and now. There is nothing else. There is, there, there is no future. There is no past. There is a here and now. And this is the moment when you as a business owner have to take 15 to 25 decisions per day. Many of them are irreversible. For example, if you go with a vendor, sometimes you have a 12-month contract. That's irreversible for 12 months. So in this 15 to 25 times per day, you need a support system. You need your own data and you need a structure that nurtures your decision. Otherwise, you will take 25 wrong decisions and then you are bound to them for the next months. But guess what? In the next month, again, something will change. You have to react, but you have the you are still bound to that wrong decision of two months ago. That's why we created the three habits. There's a daily habit, a weekly habit, and a monthly habit. And the weekly habit is getting your sales numbers, marketing numbers, and operations numbers reported in a very simple way, just three numbers each, so that you can decide right now. And we have coaches that you can ask 24-7. So for 90 days, you have a 24-7 coach that you can ask, hey, should I do this or that? And they will answer quickly. It's like Spider-Man having his guy in the chair and he says, hey, should I kick the left door or the right door? Especially the new Spider-Man who is really uh, very young and very uh, excited all the time and cannot think clearly because he is on the front line. He's always full of adrenaline. And, that, and that's, that's the business owner. That's the entrepreneur, always on the front, always full of adrenaline. So you need a calming system or somebody who has a calm place and will support you. That's the sprint coach. And they will tell you, hey, kick the left door because behind the right door, there is a cactus. That's what entrepreneurs need right now. And a soothing structure, a blueprint on how to do marketing, how to do sales, how to do operations, because most of them don't have such a system and need to reinvent the wheel every week. So first of all, it's, uh, there, there are your sort of three, there's your daily habits. Daily so habit, good daily habits in place. The daily habit is write down how you spend your time. We call it the daily flow. And then ask, so like 6.30, running, 8, breakfast, 9, uh, whatever it is, right? And so write down your flow of tomorrow's day, and tomorrow, after you've done it, ask two questions. So for five minutes, reflect the day. The two questions that we ask, the first is, of all the tasks that I did, which one should I give to somebody else because they can do it better than me? Mm -hmm. The second question is, if I would live more freely and intentionally, what would I do tomorrow? So the first one helps me identify what to systemize, cut, or delegate tomorrow, which is really important. Work on the business, not just in the business. And the second one helps me challenge my own limiting beliefs. Hey, Simon, come on, think bigger. 
Because if I don't ask myself, think bigger, then I will just repair the fires of tomorrow. I will just repair the bugs of tomorrow. Because that's, I, that's interesting with limiting beliefs, because that is very, very big in business. And that's a really big problem for so many entrepreneurs. Yeah, because you see always in front of you, oh, I have to repair that. I have to answer to that. I have 200 uh, emails to answer there. I have still to send this guy that uh, PDF. So that's why you need this question for five minutes at least every day in the evening. And uh, um, permit yourself to think bigger. So how do you deal with, so Simon, here's a question about thinking bigger. Because very often when entrepreneurs go into business, they actually do think big. It's that thinking big that actually got them to start the business in the first place, get excited by it. How do you deal, how do you deal with the situation where perhaps your friends and family don't want to think bigger and they actually become the people that restrict your limiting beliefs and keep them limited? Limiting beliefs start in yourself. And thinking big is one thing. Acting big is another. So many people dream. They just dream, but they don't execute on their dreams. And then other people, they dream, but it's just here. It's a cognitive picture. I can share from my personal habits what I do in the morning instead of emails, instead of calendar, instead of reacting to stuff of other people. So what I do first, 5.15, with a bunch of other uh, men, by the way, because we support each other, keep each other accountable. I do 17 minutes of a Wim Hof uh, breathing, which uh, brings me in a specific state and centers me to my true center. When I am in that space, I go through the business vision, which we have always on six pages, a vivid vision, And I go through that, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I taste? I let that sink in and do a little bit of meditation just with this picture. And then again, no emails, no calendar. I will do one hour exercise in nature because now I have this picture and it's, it's not just here. It's not just cognitive. It's now in my body. It can marinate. And it goes into the unconscious. Now that I have embodied all of this, it was one and, a half, one and a half hour of me time before anybody else is awake in my family or in my business. So after all of this intentional peak state and vision, now I go to my business. The first three hours are deep work. I write things, I record things, I create things. And then in the afternoon, meetings, interviews, etc. So that's a flow of a day. Now, if you tell me, how can you stop other people from uh, having you manifesting your dream? This is how I do it. I start with me time. I center myself. I remind me of the dream. Then I execute on the dream. And in the afternoon, I talk with other people about stuff. Right. So if you have somebody who you feel like they're stopping you from executing, give them time in the afternoon. And by that, you will have already executed six hours on your dream. They can stop you if you do that. And the other thing is what you're not doing, you're not waking up in the morning and putting out fires. 
There's the big difference. If you Whereas, do that, you are lost. You yeah. are you are now uh, manifesting other people's priorities, not yours. That's so while it's all about serving your community, you need to be in the right state to serve. Otherwise, you are not really serving. You are just reacting. So That's in the morning, you realize your dream. In the afternoon, you serve the community. That's the best way to serve your community. Thank you. Now, talk to me about the second habit. Second habit, weekly, get your weekly numbers. We have dozens of entrepreneurs right now in our coaching program. And, you know, they are the, the smart guys. You, if you hear the names of these companies, you go, oh, my goodness, they must be so efficient, so effective. Well, week one, we tell them, okay, tell us your sales numbers of next week. Oh, I don't know that. I get that every month from HubSpot. Okay, and do you take decisions every month or do you take decisions every week? Well, every week. So based on which numbers? No numbers. You are flying blind. Yes. How is that? Really bad. That's why I sleep bad. Why do you think so they it, do that? Why do you think people fly blind? Because they don't know, they don't trust their numbers, and so they avoid them. They don't write down every day and every week, how many conversations did we have? How many did we close? How many new customers did we close? How many uh, podcast gigs did we deliver? How many um, keynotes did we give? Whatever your marketing numbers are, how many new email subscribers did we have this week? Whatever your marketing numbers, your sales numbers, your ops numbers are, how happy are the, our customers from one to 10? What else do they need? Ops numbers, whatever your ops numbers, sales numbers, marketing numbers are, most people don't write them down because they don't trust them. They say, oh, they are so volatile. And guess what? This is a catch-22 situation. Uh -huh. They are volatile and not trustable because you don't write them down every week. That's why you don't write them down. That's why they are not trustable. And that's why you don't have a system. If you start, this is what we do in week one of our program, writing them down, your marketing numbers, ops numbers and sales numbers, the first three weeks, they are all over the place. Week four, they become nearer to the reality. The gap between the estimation and reality gets uh, smaller. Week six, the gap is very, very small. So what you think are going to be your sales numbers are your sales numbers because now you know your numbers. By week nine, you have a wonderful machine of predictable sales numbers, predictable cash flow. You know exactly how much you have to spend to hire, etc. You know how much you can spend in marketing, in sales, in in hiring, because you have your real numbers. That's I think a lot of people avoid the numbers because they don't like what the numbers tell them. Maybe some people avoid reality. Okay. But I don't think that most entrepreneurs avoid reality. I think that they like numbers when, when they can trust them. Like when they go running, they look on their watch and they see the kilometers because they are reliable. But their marketing team usually does not send reliable seven days reports. It's a monthly reports and it's too many numbers and not the, the right numbers. So they, they start, they stop relying on that. And they say, yeah, 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 okay. Send me the report later. In our case, every seven, we want the business team to be like friends playing basket. You always see your one goal in front of you. 
And, and, and so you know, okay, this week we got 245 new email subscribers. Okay, next week we want 250, of course. That's a natural way of being for a team. They get competitive. Mm -hmm. They say, okay, let's get better at this. And if they get better 1% every week, that raises motivation. And what about the third habit, Simon? Once a month, the third habit. This is where people lose themselves and dream up a lot of stuff. We say, okay, strategy is you are swimming. Most of the time, your head is below water. That's operations. But from time to time, you have to pull your head off the water and check positioning, strategic landscape, and your mindset. But don't do it too much. Once a month, one hour is enough. Once a month, you do what we call strategy. We are strategy sprints. Strategy. What is strategy? Is pulling your head out of the water, checking your landscape and checking, are we going in the right direction at the right pace? Who is around us? Is it relevant? Do we need to change anything? Let's go. That's it. You can do it in one hour. So to do strategic analysis, we have a tool that you can do in half an hour once a month. You can grab it at strategiesprints.com slash tools. And um, that's enough. One, once a month, check, are we doing in the right direction, at the right pace? Who is around us? Is it relevant? Do we need to take that seriously to act upon it or just staying on course? And the second question is the mindset question. How confident are we that we are solving the right problem of the right people at the right price right now with the right solution? And, and we ask everybody in the room. And if one of them is below 100%, that's what we need to work on right now. Because there is always a transfer of confidence between you think that it's the best product and the other person listening, there is always a gap. So if you are 60% confident, they will never be more than 40% confident. That's why even if you're Michael Jordan and you know, yeah, I, I know how to score. But when you go on the field in that moment, you have to be at 100%. Otherwise, you will pull just 70% and that's not enough. That's why once a month... Think about mindset, discuss how confident are we from one to 100. And if you are below 100, okay, what do we do with it? Do we need to improve the product, uh, the sales, the marketing, the operations, the management? What do we need to improve? Brilliant. And as companies and as companies around the world are starting to come out of lockdown because different parts, different parts of the world are coming out of lockdown at different times. What advice would you give these entrepreneurs? Because so many entrepreneurs have just been sitting and watching the bad movie. What advice would you now give them? There is just here and now. Connect. You know, there, there has been no lockdown, really. What is lockdown? So when lockdown started in March last year, I went from running five days a week to running seven times a week. I went from playing with my kids twice a week to playing seven times a week. I went from having 13 mastermind participants globally to having, to having 56 of them. I went from having uh, 10 weekly uh, clients in Florida and 10 in Shanghai to doubling that. The world got connected. I got David Allen, Gino Wickman on my podcast, uh, Rita McGrath, 
because they are right now connected. We don't fly around, so we have much more time and we want to connect. There is only here and now and people are ready. They are there. They want to connect. They want to do meaningful stuff and they want to be connected. So get out there. So in other words, basically stop waiting, start changing. Yeah, there is no waiting. There is just here and now. Use it. Even if the here and now is uncomfortable and it's probably going to be very different, your future to maybe the last 15, 20 years, you've got to be present. And that's interesting because a lot of the companies that have started up during the lockdown, a lot of them have been thriving. And the reason being is because actually they don't have that legacy blueprint they're hanging on to. They've started their business with a whole suit, new set of rules, a whole new set of sort of outlooks. And all they've done is they see the positive in the situation, not the negative, which is interesting. Just connect to your people and ask them, hey, how are you doing? How can we help? So stay in contact. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Simon. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on today's episode. If anything has resonated with you today and you would like a bit more information, please head over to Borka.com and get in contact. And remember, failing to learn is learning to fail. And please stay safe. <laughs>